0: Welcome to Board Game Box Office, table-notch podcast about board games, movies, and all the space in between. I'm Max. I'm Kyle. And I'm Josh. And today we're ringing in the new year with a little retrospection and speculation. New year, new us, right, Kyle? That's right. Oh, and Josh. I wrote this script before Josh decided to join us. Before we get into that, let's talk about the games we've been playing and the movies we've been watching.
1: Kyle, what have you been playing lately? First, this is going to be a weird episode. For me. Um, because Josh I'm, is here. Well, that's what well, I like. I like Josh being on because it like sets the weird bar pretty high.
0: Mm, it sets
1: the tone. <laughs> yeah, no, sets I don't, tone I don't understand. Episode. But this episode. <laughs> so I, I thought of this idea, this New Year's resolution idea, and it's not the best idea. Uh, granted, it's very easy. Um, But I'm kind of anti New Year's resolution in general hey hear me out i'm glad Let's that do you an suggested episode it. about new year's resolutions i hate Kyle, them what are yours?
0: i don't have any i hate them they suck
1: i didn't prepare i, just, I
2: thought the idea was stupid I,
1: <laughs> I just think resolutions should better you as a person and i don't know how much these resolutions will better us as people and i also don't think you need to wait for jan one of the year to do these if you want to do something just do it man don't talk about it be about it. You want me to tell you what I've been playing? I'll tell you my I would friend. Like to hear that. So I've been playing a pretty new game uh called Age of Comics: The Golden Years. Uh so Age of Comics is uh a game that was on Kickstarter, uh just la- uh, released a couple months ago. Um and it is a worker placement game about uh creating comics in the between the 1930s and 1950s. I'm very hyped for this one based on the theme. Um and I got to say I was uh I was pretty disappointed by it, my guys. Um, Ugh, oof woof. It is, I guess I should
2: stop looking it up now then.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I So here's what you do. So like it's five rounds and there are like only like six worker placement spots, but multiple people can go to the spot, okay? Um and what you're doing is like you need to get the comic book card and then you need to get an artist card and a writer card to publish the comic. And then you have to deliver those comics to different spots around the city with these, like, orders. Okay? Which all sounds good. I love order fulfillment. I like the idea of needing an artist and a writer and all of that. But it, it's weird. It's got a weird juxtaposition. And I say that unironically. <laughs> good word. Good I say word. it unironically because... Jeff's going to love this. The game is five rounds. So it feels very quick. And you don't get to do everything you want to do. But at the same time, the game feels very monotonous. Um, you're literally going to those same five spots. Uh, all the artist and writer cards are like, they're either level one, two, or three. Um, and that level of the the combination of those two cards tell you the value of the comic. So your comic's always going to be a value of like two to six. And you're delivering to these things. And like your comics are pretty much always going to be around the four or five range. And it's just gonna get you like no matter what it is, you're gonna get like two or three fans from it, which are essentially points. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just did not it did not spark a lot of joy. Um and if it was any different theme. Marie Kondo, like, that ish. Oh my gosh. Like if it was any different theme, I can't imagine like how much I would have hated it.
0: Bro, imagine if this was anime themed.
1: Oh my god, dude, it would have I would not <laughs> even finished. I would have like just like put it right in the garbage. Just,
2: just I, I left I, it I in see, Florida. I, I, I find it That's very right. impressive that they can take a theme like this, like comics, and just make something
1: so boring
2: that you're like I hate this.
1: Yeah, so there's like there's one kind of redeeming quality and I think part of the problem is that uh I mentioned it was five rounds. You don't really care what anybody does until round 4 or 5. Um so one of the cool ideas from it is that you can rip off other people's comics. Um, so if like somebody makes a superhero comic, you can rip off the same one without needing these idea tokens, which are essentially the resources. Um, so it lets you make these comics for cheaper uh, and you can then take like the person's majority and like having the most superhero comics or something or start taking their uh, the orders because I mentioned you could like deliver to these orders Well, you can deliver rip offs. So I thought that was an interesting idea, but it just did not come into play fast enough. It came into play in round five. And the game was already over at that point, so yeah, kind of, kind of a bummer. My friend mentioned one of my friends mentioned that he would like to play it again, and honestly, I just don't know if it's going to stay in my collection long enough uh to do that. um Sell it to him. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Like, <laughs> maybe I'll say, "Hey, man, I, I was doing dueling." Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: you have a vague interest in this game. I don't need to own it here. Buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it one more shot just because of the theme, but like we'll get to my resolutions later, but really it's going to go against my resolutions to do that. Mm. Is is mm-hmm. is selling
2: this game one of your resolutions?
1: It might be. May as well be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that uh it, you know, it, it's rough when like a Kickstarter game that you've been looking forward to comes in and it's just kind of bleh.
1: I feel bad because like Jeff Jeff and Jamie uh previewed it for Foster the People. And Jeff like su- like brought it to my attention. He's like, "Hey, this is a theme I think you'd really like," and I enjoyed it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I'll I'll put a flyer on it. So like I feel bad because he like he suggested it to me, and I know he's like, "Oh man, this is why I hate suggesting games." Like I I'm I'm a big boy. I make my own decisions. Like I I looked into it. I read the rules and uh, did all those Kickstarter things before you back, and it just didn't hit. Man, it happens. You know, it, it it does suck. Uh, but it it happens as we mentioned on our Kickstarter episode a few months ago. Like. This happens more often than not. I feel like, you know, it was a reasonable suggestion,
2: too. I feel like it ticked at least yes. two of your boxes.
1: Absolutely. Worker placement Euro game with uh, with that comic book theme. Like, yeah, that w- it's a great suggestion. Like, that was one that should be like an auto auto suggestion for me. So it just didn't work out. Yeah, mm. sometimes just as not That's hit.
0: like the juxtaposition of anime, which is like an auto rejection.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you suggest mm-hmm. anime. It's like, why? Why right. are you doing this what, what's the point i don't <laughs> what is I, the point? I, I i don't i don't feel like you're using that word
2: correctly
0: <laughs> you know don't even worry about it if we just we have like a we have a word count on how many times we have to use the word juxtaposition so we just we're just getting in our our quota here uh, josh what have you been playing lately
2: all right well you know one of the games that i've been playing lately so uh this past Tuesday, we broke out freelancers, which I keep on accidentally calling it trailblazers, which are two completely different <laughs> games. Um,
0: they would have both fit in your gift recommendation video gift guide, though.
2: It's true. Oh, I hardly crap, knew I both of them at the Dorn. time. Is it too late? <laughs> Bru- it's on the channel. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it- Christmas I knew is it was over. a joke,
0: but for ten seconds, that felt really real. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Kyle.
2: <laughs> wait a oh, minute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday has passed. The video is posted.
0: <laughs> oh, geez, so darn. that was quality. That was quality.
2: Freelancers is the newest game in Plaid Hat's crossroad games. And it is a tabletop RPG-esque board game where the game is narrated by um the game itself like through an app or through um your browser and they have recruited a bunch of pretty high level talent voice actors to take you through this campaign and it has a sort of goofy atmosphere to it so you're gonna have your normal tabletop RPG classes like Bard, Fighter, Rogue, but then you have some other ones like Gunslinger who Slings guns Like throws them uh, I was a <laughs> no, dung farmer Um, And another one of the classes Is you were a what? divorcee I was a dung farmer him, right? I farmed dung <laughs> <Right>? Like <laughs> the poop smith From Homestar Runner But anyway um, It was a lot of fun It was really funny And I'm immediately trying to hunt it down To put it into my collection Before I leave So clock's ticking <laughs> But see, here's the thing, though, Josh. Do you need to? I do because because <laughs> uh, I have people <laughs> I that I I know will enjoy playing it with. Like okay. I played it with you guys, and uh, well, one of them is my wife. The other one is uh, the other person who's a part of our D and D group, who is also going to be in Japan. So I I have specific people that I know I will table it with.
0: Okay, that's fair enough then. Uh, I have played the spiritual predecessor to this, which uh, I forget the name. Forgotten, Forgotten Waters. Waters. Forgotten Waters? Forgotten uh, Waters. It's very similar game. Basically the same game, but it's a pirate theme. Uh, it is still very funny, but maybe a little less wild and weird freelancers well, definitely wacky. uh <laughs> leans into the wackiness of it all the loony tunes of it all um but it is it is good for sure i i think i prefer freelancers but i think ultimately you just look at the theme and decide do i want to be a pirate or do i want to play a dnd type character uh right. kyle i'm interested to hear what josh has to say i don't think this is a game kyle would enjoy
1: i was gonna say is there any chance i like this game <laughs> There I mean, is a chance you like it, and I think a, a lot of
0: it depends off of who you're playing with. You play yes. this with me, Jash and Dulin. You're gonna have Jeff, a good time. I think you're gonna have a good time. Now, it's not gonna be your favorite game in the world because it's a lot of it is pressing play and listening to a voiceover tell you what's up. That is that is a decent amount of the game is waiting to hear the story. It's a kind of a D and D experience, of course, um but it is very very fun to role-play lightly with your players around the table. like There are things that it'll say like, Max, you need to barter with this person. Give a speech as to why they should give you a discount. And then the players around the table basically decide, was that speech good or was that speech bad? And ultimately that's going to decide whether you got it or not. I think we'd have a great time. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But I mean, no offense to your Columbus group, but they're, they're probably more boring than we are. Uh, and I do not <laughs> think this is a game that would I, hit with. I would your fight local against friends. that a little
1: bit. We would like, you? We're not just sitting there calculating. <laughs> Come on, now.
0: I really feel like you all have calculators out the entire
1: no, time. Please, yeah. Everyone That's shows up with I, a TI
2: 85.
1: Exactly. So, we prefer exactly. we prefer heavier Euro games, and we laugh during those. We don't we don't need a storybook to make us have fun
0: well yes it's not a heavy euro game kyle it's very different i think you would have a good time i do not think this is a game you should ever purchase do not do not buy this game Kyle. if someone's like hey kyle do you want to play i think you would be remiss to not experience it at least once because i do think you would have fun but i think the game would end and you'd be like that was really fun for about 15 minutes out of the two hours or something like that i guess the
1: way i could see this i would probably equate this more to like sleeping gods like a Whereas like the first play, I would be ecstatic about it, and it would have a lot of fun memories. And like, you don't think so?
0: No, I don't, and don't have like think an inside joke. And then, that's like, going too far.
1: And then like every play after would just be worse and worse and worse. I, I
2: think you're, I think you're underselling his his ability to have fun with this.
0: I I've said he'd have fun, but here's
2: the here's the one thing you, that I think you, is a positive. You just said fifteen minutes out of two hours.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, like an hour is listening to it, and Kyle yeah, hates that anyways. That's
1: brutal. so he hates the listening. one thing.
0: Kyle is that it is strictly a one shot. So you play it start to finish, and your character is done, and that story is done. So I do think that has an advantage over Sleeping Gods in that it won't feel as monotonous because the story is entirely unique. You're playing a different character, a bard and a dung farmer, rather than a troll warrior or something like that. I think that it would be different enough to, to be exciting and interesting play after play, but I do not think this would reach the heights that Sleeping Gods would reach. It's just, yeah. not, it's just not that type of game. This is a fun, raucous romp Right. Whereas Sleeping Gods is like a, a heavy thematic story experience. This is this is not that. And I'm also curious, right. honestly, Josh, I don't even know if Kenny would love this game. I think he'd have a good time with it, but I don't think he would love this game. That's interesting I, I considering his love for King's Dilemma. That's true, but I, knowing Kenny, he hates role-playing things, though. Like, so, he's not big on that.
2: But it's very... Ro- like This game in general, it's very light. It's it's it definitely is. it definitely leans more on the experience side than the gamey side. So like you're doing light role play. You the rules are very light. You do a couple of things. you're so, action
0: selectioning and then rolling a couple dice and occasionally role playing. That's basically it.
2: So it, it's really like it's, it's very group
0: dependent. I don't even know if it's a game I would love to play repeatedly. Like I liked it a lot. I had fun but it is still the same two hours of gameplay and there's not like, there's just not a lot of game to it. And
2: I'm curious if the other, I mean, I know it's not never going to be very deep because it's not designed to be deep, but I am curious how different the different campaigns feel because it simulates a one shot and there's five different ones, I believe. So I'm interested in seeing exactly how different they are when I, table this for the first time with um with aaron and our other friend i'm curious if i will go with the first one again that i've already experienced or just jump into the second one
0: i would just jump into the second one see what's up personally but yeah freelancers is good good game but i think there are going to be people that it's for and people that it's very clearly not for
2: i lean on the definitely this is for me side
1: have you guys heard of that game uh, Lands of, Lands of Galzir? Yeah. Mhm. So, no. I I've never played it, but I've watched a lot of reviews on it and it sounds very much like that. Um and I could just tell from like the Dice Tower review of it like it's just not that is not a game for me where it's it's a lot of story and it's just a lot of skill checks. It's like yeah, read a passage, a... skill check, read a passage, skill check and the skill checks are just rolling dice. And so you like mm-hmm. really have to be invested in like story time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Freelancer sounds more fun than that, just because it's probably leans more into role playing instead of just like the story and skill checking. Um, but yeah, that did uh your explanation of it gave me similar vibes to the explanation mm-hmm. they were giving on Lands of Galsier.
0: Yeah, Lands of Galsier is a game that I think I think Doolin would eat up. Like no, I, I I, so it's too. one that I've almost purchased for him as a gift on multiple occasions. I just think he would love it. Uh, and I, I absolutely agree. It's also up there with like Artisans of Splendid Vale. Mm-hmm. And I've not played any of these. So like, let me clarify, I've not. But I look yeah, at these like and I'm like, games. those seem... Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, those seem like a lot of fun. But I just don't... I don't I don't think it's for me. I, if I had to pick one to play, I would rather play Artisans of Splendid Vale. That one seems the most interesting and exciting to me. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not into these big campaign games anymore Uh, unfortunately we talked about that last week actually but uh, it's just hard to
2: finish them it
0: is it is like which is where forgotten waters and and freelancers is a bonus because it is a one-shot
2: right Mm -hmm. like Doolin has like uh the ones that he's doing that he's playing through solo and I feel like unless you're doing it solo or you're playing it with a group and that's the only thing you play like there's really no other way to play through them you know especially if you get a Mm -hmm. lot of them
0: i feel like this is a perfect game for a solo or a couple like well campaign games in general i mean uh is like couples that play a lot or solo Mm -hmm. is just i think the way to go on most of these things but Anyway, we've we've uh, strayed too far away from uh, freelancers, but I'll be quick with this one because I just want to talk quickly about a game that I've very much enjoyed over the past few years. In fact, it's the one of the only games other than freelancers that I've played this year, and that is Ice Cool 2. I took the New Year's Eve party and played with my girls and just a couple other people there at the party. We didn't even really play. We didn't play by the rules. We just kind of flicked and had fun. And then on Tuesday, when Jash and Doolin came over, we played this, what, four times? Yeah. I think, uh, kind of back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, and this is just a delightful dexterity game. Uh, I've always liked it, but I don't think I gave it near the credit that I think it actually deserves. I could not even begin to tell you what the difference between Ice School 1 and 2 are. I have no idea. This is designed by Brain Games, and uh, their new one that's coming out sometime is Iron Forest, which ultimately, I think, will just kick ice cool to the curb. Iron Forest is awesome. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. But it's just such a fun a fun game. The way those little penguins are made that allows for the curving and the bouncing and the jumping and whatnot, like, it is just, it is a blast. And once we finally, like, actually read the rule book, because the first two plays we had on Tuesday, we were just like, <laughs> I think this is how the game works. We oh, finally read like the a rule book and like, yeah, we learned how the cards work and how the scoring works and all that. And I, I do think it made it even better. So uh real quickly, high school too great dexterity game, pretty cheap too i believe so uh keep it uh keep a lookout for it if you're looking for something uh easy unique, and uh just uh just all around a cool table piece but uh yeah, that's high school too
1: yeah, we're big fans of ice school in the king household
0: are you yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, it's very fun. It's very fun. I wanted to just, like, keep playing. When <laughs> When we were playing on, right. on Tuesday, I was like, I could play this for another half hour, like, easy. Like, let's just rack it up four more times. But at that point, it was like 1240 or whatever. I don't yeah, know what it was almost it was, one in the morning. Yeah, I just wanted to keep going. It's very fun. I don't know. I, I wish, cool game. wish I didn't wait until now to kind of uh, appreciate it more. But right. now I want to get Ice Cool 1 and, and merge them together. If it weren't for the fact that Iron Forest is coming, I think I would. I think they are the same game. It's literally just to link them together. Right. And that's what I want to do is play with like six people and link them right. together rather than playing with three and, and on one board. But yeah, this is one that I will definitely be pulling out more regularly now, as I was just reminded over the past
1: week how fun it is. Kyle, what's a movie you've been watching lately, buddy? I got a movie off my watch list that has been there not too long, for, but for about a year Um, because it was, uh, recommended to me quite a bit and that is the 2013 Dennis Villanueva picture prisoners starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano. Um, so if you guys have never seen prisoners, I highly, highly recommend prisoners. It is a, uh, mystery thriller about, uh, Hugh Jackman's six year old daughter, uh, is kidnapped Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a detective uh, trying to solve the kidnapping and uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't really like how he's doing. So Hugh Jackman tries to take it into his own hands. Um, I will not go into it much more than that in terms of plot because I don't want it to be spoiled. I knew nothing about the movie going in. Um, When I heard the word prisoners like I I thought it was about like a prison movie. Um, It is not that at all. Um, And it just it ties everything together so well. There's so many like uh, hints and nods at to like what the the mystery is and and the whodunit of it all and oh man I just had it was so entertaining I-, I loved it
0: yeah this is uh it's been on my watch list for quite some time too and I have only seen oh gosh now I, I gotta look it up real quick Um uh, also I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna what's the word I'm gonna actually you hear Kyle uh it's Denis Villeneuve I think is that no pronounce his way name? Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty well, sure. I would have. I mean, it absolutely is years. spelled Denis Villeneuve <laughs> or Denis Villeneuve or whatever. But yes, it's. I believe he pronounces it Denis Villeneuve. Is I think how it goes. Um, so just my apologies. You know that.
1: <laughs>
0: like he. Well, yeah, in case you're listening, Denis, <laughs> yeah. uh, apologies on that. <laughs> um but I wanted to say that uh I have both Prisoners and Blade Runner 2049 on my watch list and I may as well add Sicario and Enemy as well because Mm
2: -hmm. um
0: I loved Dune four and And a half out of five huge fan big fan of Dune and that was the only Denis Villeneuve film I'd seen until this year when I finally got around to watching Arrival and I watched Arrival and friggin' blew me away like top 20 movie of all time absolutely adored that film and now I, I went and bought Blade Runner on 4K and Blade Runner 2049 on 4K. So I'm going to watch those. And like I'm just beginning to think that like maybe this dude just doesn't miss. Like maybe yeah, he, I don't
1: think he does. Dude, Prisoner. I mean, whips. obviously,
0: right? I've only seen two, so like I'm I I'm going based off of my uh, perception of how other people feel about him, including you and Jeff loving Prisoners and a lot of other people loving Blade Runner and Sicario and Enemy. But like, man, like he is he is up there with obviously i would not classify him as my favorite director or anything like that yet because i've only seen 2 of his movies but would not surprise me in the slightest if he became one of my favorite directors after seeing more of his filmography
1: you know what's uh, interesting about him i think is that like he makes a movie like he it's really really well done right like he is like technically a master at it but he, mm-hmm. all, they're also highly entertaining like box office like box office busters like he can make mm-hmm. a very entertaining movie while also being technically well made it's like he's got like a little bit of spielberg in him in that way um and probably, right. probably actually closer to nolan i probably um where nolan makes those big pictures
0: yeah i would think closer to nolan as well i also just realized he's a uh he's a canadian
1: yeah, he's got to be French-Canadian, because with that with he that is, pronunciation of
0: his name... He was apparently from uh, Gentilly. Ginti- I, I don't know how to pronounce that, which is uh, Montreal, like between Montreal and Quebec. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, more, more French over there. But that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I have nothing to add to Prisoners, other than the fact that I was already excited to watch it, and now I'm even more excited to watch it after hearing you talk about it. But yeah, uh, Denis Villeneuve is just high on my list of people that i'm amped about checking out more of their films like you know i went through a period where i was trying to watch all the kubricks which i still haven't seen all of them but like i go through periods where i'm like man these guys just rip for example uh damien chazelle is one of those for me where three out of his four movies i've yet to even see first man or i guess technically uh guy and madeline on a park bench which i think was his first one i think it, he's just fantastic and i'm always excited when i find a, a director that seems to really speak to me very much looking forward to actually getting through Blade Runner, and of course we were supposed to see Dune Part Two this year. But with yeah. the actor strike, that got pushed back. So I believe that's coming out in
1: March of 2024. I think so. I will say Prisoners, like so, I gave it five out of five, and it has just been like a banger week for me. Like the four movies I have watched, I've given a four or better. Read them out real quick. We got time. Uh, Training Day, I gave a four.
0: Oh yeah. Prisoners,
1: yeah. I gave a five. Uh, Amelie, I gave a four. Nice, and four nice. things, I gave a four and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be five. But other than that, I'll let you. I'll let it slide.
1: <laughs> well, we can talk about that later.
0: Yeah, well, we, we will talk about that later. All right, Josh, what have you watched lately? I don't even really want to talk about this. Like, I don't <laughs> want to. But.
2: Well, we, well, we won't get too in-depth into it because it will be talked more in-depth later. But I watched uh, the movie that we've, we're all looking forward to watching on this list, and that is Swim Fan and mm, it yes. was uh, okay movie. one of the movies
0: it, of all time
2: yeah one of the movies of all time i went into this expecting like just the worst most garbage piece of movie ever and it was this is a movie i'm not mad that i watched it i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again but it's fine
0: i think it's i think it's being memed on a little Yeah, Yeah, um, definitely. But see, here's the thing: I don't think that Doolin's half star rating is an attempt at a meme. I think we are memeing on it, but I think he's serious, and I'm I'm kind of with Kyle. I'm like, okay, come on, it's not it's not that bad. (laughs) Like,
2: yeah, Doolin was like, the acting is worse than the room. No, it's not.
1: (laughs) No way. (laughs) Swim fan is at least a movie. That's yeah. the most absurd statement Dolan has ever made yeah. in a laundry list of absurd <laughs> statements.
2: Right.
0: I agree. I don't. I when he said that, I was like, what? what <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I I think Swim Fan is trash, but like it's also enjoyable trash. Like, I'm not saying I, I would not go out of my way to watch it again. I think I gave it a one and a half or two. It is a bad movie. Yeah. And it wasn't but like it's at least super a movie. fun. But it is at least a movie. And like, I was, I was okay being there watching it, but I do agree with like Kenny, I think for the most part was like almost more annoyed that it wasn't the room level. Like he was like, if it's that bad, make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Then I can at least like enjoy it for how bad it is. Whereas a swim fan, he was like, it was, it was just adept enough it was trying to be horny, but it wasn't horny. It's was like it's just all these different kinds of things that it was trying and failing at. Which I mostly agree with, but
2: you can at least tell that the people who made it know what a movie is supposed to be. Correct.
0: Whereas like the room is literally like, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to defend Swim Fan. I have never tried to defend Swim Fan. It's a bad movie. I have not seen it since I was 14 or 15 years old. Um and and I'll be watching it shortly. I just can't imagine this movie being like a half star. It is going to be bad, but I expect a a, a two
0: from you, Kyle,
1: that's probably two or two and a half. I would guess it's going to be a two or two and a half as well. Yeah.
2: Did you know that if you rated it two and a half, you would have rated it higher than its average letterbox rating (laughs) or than it's letterbox Hmm. score. It's sitting at a 2.4 on letterbox.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good, you know,
2: and it would be lower except it has like, A single five-star review.
0: (laughs) It's Aubrey Plaza.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I I, I wish you could like. I want to know who did that, and then I want to look at their other reviews.
0: You can sort reviews by highest rating, and then you'll just find who did it. And then I I can
2: find it, and I can look at other reviews that they've done. Of course, quick trivia for you. Do that.
1: So, swim fan, swim fan's budget was ten million dollars.
0: How much did it make at the box
1: office See This is a trash (laughs) movie that
0: could have done well It is a trash movie That I think could have done well When it released You said it was 20 million dollar budget 10 million million budget Jesus max Uh, I'm going to say it made 12 million
1: Less than a million It made 34 million dollars In the (laughs) box office I figured it it had to do
0: better than it's budget I wasn't sure it would be 34 But yeah I mean, you got to think about the time when it released too. Trippled like, we are budget. looking back at it like this is awful, but I could see yes. when it came out that people would be like, "Oh, this kind of rips." Like, <laughs> they had sex in a pool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, uh, but also this movie is just such like a like a train wreck to watch. Like, you know all the bad things that are gonna happen. It's super predictable. But you're like, oh, alright, I guess he's gonna cheat on her and this is gonna happen and that's go- oh yep, he's gonna lose his scalp. oh yep, all right. Oh, okay. It's just thing left and right. You expect it and it happens, and that's the payoff, is you feel smart, I guess, for being able to predict a trashy movie.
2: There's a there's a level of petty that the uh that Madison has that I do have to appreciate.
0: I do think <laughs> it's funny that like that she is like the the what's the word i'm looking for like the hot one for lack of a better term it's like she's the one that's supposed to come in and like woo the entire school and it's like all right like i don't get it but okay
1: she, i mean you know, she's like attractive but it's not like she's like a right hot,
0: but but, but like his girlfriend his current girlfriend is already more attractive <laughs> but, but like, is she okay. a swim fan though uh, no see i <laughs> want the prequel baseball fan Where are we going (laughs) to, when's the prequel going to come out? We need
1: to get this greenlit at Netflix immediately. We can
0: can get this under a mill budget. No no questions (laughs) asked.
1: You think we can get them to return, the actors? No way. How old would they be? If it's a prequel, (laughs) you're going to get a prequel with 40-year-old actors playing a 15-year-old? Yeah, it'll be like Tom Welling in Smallville. Have you a 40-year-old?
2: Have you seen um the prequel series to Wet Hot American Summer? No. Mm -mm. Oh, it's so good. So it's it's a Netflix series and it takes place. So um Wet Hot American Summer takes place on the last day of a summer camp. The prequel series came out 20 years later, and it takes place on the first day of that same summer camp. That's it's so good. It's so stupid.
0: I do want to take a moment. To both shout out and also put a little a little, a little jab uh, to our friend of the channel, Amanda. Um, she is uh, one of our community members, and she has already finished the entire board game box office list number four, in which none of us have yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we I'm all still have. I got three left, so I'm far more than that. I'm almost done. But uh, she crushed it and shared her ratings in the Discord. If you're curious, you can see them there uh and i just think that's really fantastic we're rewarding her with allowing her to pick one of the movies for next list so that should be interesting to see what we get here um but i did want to take a jab because i just re- refreshed letterboxd and see that she gave clue a three star i was like mm,
1: oh that's man. a shame amanda. that's a
0: shame amanda
1: you might need to rewatch
0: yeah, just, just restart it right now. I'm sure that'll help improve your opinion.
1: And that maybe we need to send Amanda the lost episode with uh about that was about oh Blue. yeah yeah that's true. Dang, so ears can bleed about a episode. movie that
2: she did not think was
0: that great. Yeah, those yeah the mics in that episode. Woof, uh, rough one. Unfortunately,
2: I, I I do have to say like I understand that anime isn't everyone's cup of tea, and I understand that promare is especially not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea but she has swim fan like three movies above Promare, and that feels egregious to me
1: hey i think kenny will and i think i will as well <laughs> so. and i think jeff will too
2: i just there's no world where Promare is the worst movie on this list uh
0: i think you're about to see several of those worlds
1: <laughs> I'll You're tell you that now, Josh, line, my
0: It's not my worst movie on the list. Like I didn't have it selected. If as it's the your worst.
2: second lowest, that's fine. I just don't <laughs> feel like Max. You have to have Swim Fan as the last. I
0: you do. Yeah, Swim to. Fan. Yeah. Swim Fan is the worst so far.
2: <laughs> Premiere is at least better than Swim Fan. I'll die on that
1: hill. You can put it lower than no, anything there's... else. I refuse to believe that we're gonna have a nice drive. We're gonna need thirty minutes allotted for this conversation. Yeah, on the, only oh the gosh. swim fan
0: premiere conversation. Yeah, <laughs> only that. I I have been watching on uh, New Year's Day. I watched first movie of the year, The Holdovers, which is a 2023 release that is streaming on Peacock. This is uh, it's directed by Alexander Payne. It stars Paul Giamatti, Dominic Sessa, and Divine Joy Randolph. And this is a movie about a disgruntled school teacher who is mean and nasty and everyone, teacher, student, whatever, and hate him. And a student who's a bit of a uh, B-word, and he has to get held over for Christmas what? break. Yes, you nailed it. Oh! Uh, and so basically, oh...
1: I remember yeah. the trailer for this movie like months and months ago, like when I was somewhere, and I thought this movie looked pretty good. When you were and somewhere, it was with it. us. <laughs> you didn't know this was out, Kyle? No, I knew it was out, but what was the trailer for? What was it the trailer for? Was it during Barbie? Uh, Oppenheimer or Barbie?
2: Oh, yeah, probably. Okay, yeah.
1: so I thought it looked good, and I think you guys were ripping on it no i, I was no, confused about wait, it hold on the trailer
2: made it look like it was a movie from the 80s and i thought it was just re-releasing an old movie into theaters oh That's it is it, it is
0: filmed like the 80s yes or 70s whatever it is 1970 yeah um i don't remember this being a trailer before oppenheimer and barbie which also seems weird because it just came out in like december Maybe you so were peeing i feel i honestly You're probably right. But anyways, no, Kyle, you should absolutely watch this movie. I think you'd really like it. Uh, This is it's like a it's a comedy, but it's also like a drama. Um, It's got a lot going for it. I think the direction is good. The stars are good. Paul Giamatti is fantastic. Uh, It's got a real like emotional tie like that strings you along the whole way through. Um, But I really liked it and connected with it. Made me tear up a little bit. Made me laugh a lot. Uh, I think that this is just a really all-around great movie, probably slotting into my 2023 top 10. Uh, I'm excited to watch it again, actually, because I do think it's one that's just going to be kind of infinitely rewatchable. It's just like a feel-good, relaxed movie. Uh, So yeah, if you have Peacock, check out The Holdovers. And one thing that I did want to mention too, I think this is true, is Dominic Sessa, who is the main kid in this movie, though he's like... I don't know how old he actually is. I think he's like 21 or something. But uh, he is fantastic. And as far as I'm aware, this is his first film ever. Killing like he, it. He, he went toe to toe with Paul Giamatti in his first film. Just like Spider Man. Ever. Like, good <laughs> for him. I don't get that reference. <sighs> it's a shame. Uh, he
2: plays the rhino in Amazing Spider Man 2. Uh, Paul Giamatti does? Yeah, it's yeah. real bad okay For I like think five so seconds seems, at the beginning and end of the film that
0: seems like a weird a weird uh connection there but all right uh yeah you should absolutely watch holdovers anyone listening and especially kyle i think that you all would really really like it
1: yeah i've so i could not put two and two together because like i said i remember watching this trailer and thinking it looked good and then like recently i've heard nothing but good things like everybody i talked to that's seen it has like has been loving on it. And like I look on, I Googled it and like, it's got like a 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% on Metacritic. So like it's getting like pretty good reviews. I'm excited to watch this now.
0: I think the holdover is, is a movie that's going to be very difficult to hate. Like you, it may not be your favorite movie of the year, but I, I can't, I just don't imagine anyone in the board game box office crew rating this like below a 3.5 like no chance like i just don't see it i just think this is at least a seven out of ten movie i don't i don't see how you could make it worse than that now maybe someone will surprise me but i think this is just like a very very good movie and it'll reach really high highs for some people that think it's the best of the year but uh i, I just i can't imagine you you thinking this is poor so yeah i definitely recommend you checking out the holdovers Cool, cool but i th- I think we've been spending enough time on games and movies that we've been playing. So let's move into our featured topic today. We're going to do a bit of retrospection and then a bit of talking about the new year, 2024, and what we are planning to do, if anything. So the first thing we want to do is recap. And if we have a memory, if not, it's not a problem. If we have a memory, I would like to share our favorite play of 2023, a singular gaming experience that stands above the rest for the entire year. Kyle, do you have one to share with
1: us? This was impossible, but yes, I have one. (laughs) I I thought it would be easy for you, actually. Okay, well, there's so many. So I just went with the first one that came to my mind when I think of memorable gaming experiences. And this was a game of Sniper Elite I played. I was playing as the sniper, and uh, I was playing with two other guys. And they picked out the spot I was hiding on turn one. (laughs) Just, I don't know how they did it, but they were like, I think Kyle is, I think Kyle is here. And they had all of his reasonings for it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did it. I don't know. I was like, I cannot believe they figured this out. And they, they were right. And they shot me and you only get two, two life in sniper elite. So like, I was already down one life for, the entire game like to go. And so like they had found me and they had shot me and I was like, well, we're going to wrap this up. And the game ended up going like the full, like two and a half hours. Like I did not win. I ultimately did lose, but like I was able to escape out of that and actually like make it somewhat of a game. And I just remember that that is just so memorable to get like hit, like turn one and then try to like wiggle my way out. It, It was a really fun time. Yeah. It was a really fun sniper elite game.
0: I thought for sure you'd say so clover. But uh we did just talk about that, so.
1: Well, the other the other one that I was going to have was like our Tapple game actually.
0: Oh yeah, 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 Oh my gosh.
2: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: great one. Josh, what about you? This is so hard to narrow down cuz like we've played a lot of games this year. A yeah, lot was of it high the game highs. of
0: Zubatis that Doolin King made, Kenny? <laughs> Was it that i one? wasn't
2: there for that one actually
0: hmm. was it the one where he king made you or no where I, he complained about me king yeah, making you no, no. even he, though he i said didn't. you
2: king made, me. yeah you didn't yeah, yeah yeah i don't i don't like when we have this conversation and it's all about you <laughs> king making me because that makes it feel like i only won because of you no
0: i didn't king make and, you and i've said that since day one
2: yeah you you made it to where we were the ones going head to head and that was your only yeah, chance of winning. It was winning.
0: my only chance. I thought maybe yeah. I might have enough to beat Josh. And but Josh best me. I had too me. many Yannies. Too many laurels.
2: Too many Yannies. Um but I mean I can just go through a a quick little quick little slideshow. Um cuz one of them uh, is our game of blood on the clock tower where we had all of the crew together, which might have been the only game we got to play all of us together. Um, I think there's always someone missing. Um, It was my first time getting to play it and it was a fun experience. We had a whole house full of people and we were just having a good old time. You know, I've always liked mafia werewolf and it's just a little bit more so that was a fun experience the nemesis game where where i held the the ship hostage so i could escape
0: (laughs) yeah that's a good one
2: so uh for for clarification we were at the very end of the game and everyone was about to escape um everyone had gone into the pod, and it was just me in the self-destruct room and Max at the pods. And I said, Max, if you get into the, the oh, no, the, the, it was the hibernation pods. And I said, if you get into the hibernation pods, I'm going to blow up this ship. <laughs> you wait until I'm there and safe, and then we can all go together.
0: So you know I'd, you know what's best about that one though about that play cuz I I find it very memorable too but I just think I deserve some credit because my goal card was or ensure no one survives like I could have just done it I could have killed you and I was like no I'll let someone else win this game too I'll true. be more cooperative
2: because you could have once i got in there you could have ran to the self-destruct and blown up the ship or i could have just and gotten it, in
0: the pod and you would have blown up the ship and then i still went <laughs> because no one survived you that's played true too
1: cooperatively everything
0: yeah. well see at least i told i like i pulled it out and i was like i could end this right now but i'm not he, gonna. he really You're thought welcome. about it.
2: it i really it, did it, it, it was well, it wasn't a, I could do this. It was a, I'm seriously thinking about doing this. Yeah, because you a little bitch. <laughs> That's basically how it was. Uh, let's see, there's also the first uh, play of Terrorscape where we didn't oh, fully yeah. understand the rules, so the game ended in uh, one Two turn turns. where <laughs> I caught Kenny, attacked him, and then moved into where he was and then attacked him, and the game was over.
0: Yeah. Great game. Loved it.
2: That's not actually how you play. If you attack once in terror escape as the killer, your turn ends. So you can't do that specifically. But gosh, was it funny. The one that I've selected
0: was uh, you were there too, right? We played Skull King at Gen Con.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, This
0: was, I believe, me, you, Doolin, Kenny, Jeff. Was there anyone else?
2: Um, I don't think so. I believe that was it.
0: Yeah, but this is. I I love Skulking. I always love Skulking. But something about this play, obviously, the excitement and the environment of Gen Con. We were playing on the floor of the Lucas Oil Stadium. It was just a blast. And this was one of those games where I think we all ended up like betting wild numbers where we either (laughs) all bet zero or we all bet like four. It was just not going to happen. And we were just like dying laughing the entire time. So. There were a lot of good plays to pick from, but yeah, for me, Skull King and Gen Con was just fantastic.
2: One of the highlights of, like, as far as new games I've played this year, Skull King is, like, top three. Yeah, Skull oh, King, Skull is, King amazing. is
1: amazing. Yes, yeah, so good. Kyle, do you have a biggest regret of the year? Oh, do I ever. This one was easy. And you guys, this will be no surprise to either of you.
0: So there's it's, this podcast called Board Game Box Office Yeah, I wish I never
1: It takes up a lot of time <laughs> I never uh, get to watch what I want anymore My biggest regret Is wasting my precious Kentucky time Playing Lords of Ragnarok for five hours Or however <laughs> long we played I thought that's you were going to say one. watching two
0: movies I did too I thought that's what he was going to say too
1: <laughs> no, no 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 Ragnarok uh, is
0: definitely more of a waste than that
1: yeah that lords of ragnarok i mean we get to play very few games and we got we got a lot in we played a lot of fun games and we still had a fun trip but man to replace that with like another play of inish or like plus we i mean put, it was four hours we could have put two games that we loved in there hansa tetanica we could have played i i just it just sucks that that was that like i mean we were excited about it no doubt like i was excited mm-hmm. to try it um but yeah, I was just a, it was a stinker as I just fell real times. flat. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then it was it was not only the game wasn't very good and that wasn't very fun, but also we just wasted four hours of Kyle being in Kentucky yeah, like it's exactly. just exacerbated by right. the fact that I that had to happen. leave yeah, right like a normal, game like, for
1: a bit. It feels like a normal right. like Saturday night game night. It's like, oh, that happens. But yeah, yeah. you don't want to waste those times.
0: You know, maybe the biggest regret should be the fact that Josh had to leave when we were two out of three rounds in monikers done. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's Josh's biggest didn't regret. Didn't get to yeah. finish monikers. What a shame. What I tried, shame. man. I tried. What is your biggest regret, Josh?
0: I don't know. cause like It's almost like he didn't read the notes. It's almost like I didn't <laughs> send them to him. Ahead yeah, of time I wasn't either,
2: given but... the notes. Um, I mean, it's really unavoidable, Uh, but like that we didn't get to play more games like we met almost every week once a week for the entire year but you know there's still more games games that we've wanted to get to for a long time that we just haven't been able to i'm looking at millennium blades right now and i'm like i don't know if we'll get to it before i leave we have to Um, (laughs) we better (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can still do it after i leave if we don't i i think maybe that and it, it was unavoidable because everyone was just so busy, but that we didn't get as much time in the summer, as much games, and mm-hmm. that things sort of like slowed down summer was channel-wise rough. and meeting-wise at that time.
0: Yeah, the summer was rough. I agree. You know, yours is a little more like uh, emotion, emotional, maybe. It's more more humane than mine, Uh, but mine was just not enough Blood on the Clock Tower. I think I only played it. Two times in person and like two times online all year and quite frankly for being one of if not my very favorite games uh, That's just not enough. Same could be said for dune imperium I don't think we played dune imperium, but like once But we're gonna get that in once Jash leaves because he's the reason we haven't played that So i'm excited about him leaving
2: <laughs> Am I um, really have i been stopping you from playing?
1: I mean kind of not in a bad way, but you don't like it, right? You don't like I mean, it We were so definitely gonna we... play it when I was in kentucky and I think dolan is the one that ruined that
0: hmm Yeah we yeah we can whatever inish too. remember when inish was on the table and he was like <laughs> put this away we're gonna play a game with emily and then the game with emily ended and then he was like all right now we're playing tammany hall <laughs> which to clarify was great but that that i would have rather played inish killed me killed me Um uh, so yeah i just wish we we had more time to play blood on the clock tower this is not exclusively in-person plays uh we used to have a lot of plays with the discord And I have dropped the ball on that in 2023, really. I think we played several times, but we played a lot more towards the latter part of 2022. And I was just like loving it. And I want to get back in the swing of things with getting some regular scheduled plays, both online and in person, another party at Doolin's house, so on and so forth. I I just love that game and I haven't played it enough. So it is it is a bit sad. But Josh, if I'm being a little more broad, yeah, I think in general, just not being able to do enough or as much uh with you all has been a bit of a shame. kyle what is your favorite movie watching experience of
1: 2023? Uh I had two um but the one I went with is uh was Barbenheimer. Was it Tenet with me? Oh. No. Nah, no, nah, unfortunately <laughs> it was not that. It was Barbenheimer with you. That's pretty great. Still with you. Obligatory. Barbenheimer I have to was say. Was such an Barbenheimer was such an event like it it could not be my choice like not be my choice um it was so much fun watching both movies. Both movies were five out of five for me. I loved them both for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh that's like a that day is like something I will like probably never forget. That's like up yeah. there with like seeing Infinity War for the first time and Endgame for the first time. It's just like it's ingrained in my in my history now. Uh, 100%. Barbenheimer was so was so fun because because like you said, both of them were like
2: five out of fives. And like the thing that makes Barbenheimer so special is that not only was it silly that these two opposite movies came out at the same time but they were both really good they're both movies absolutely worth watching so it was this event where we weren't all doing this sarcastically even if some people did that initially it's just both of these movies deserve to be seen they're that good
0: yeah absolutely absolutely is that your pick as well josh or do you have something else
2: i mean it's definitely worth mentioning uh saying that you know, I also really enjoyed that, loved that event, and the experience of getting to do it all together as a group. I think another one uh, with that sort sort of same group mentality in mind is getting to see Return of the Jedi in theaters with you guys oh, for yeah. my birthday. Oh, that's a good that one. Was a good
0: one. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Had like haven't seen the original trilogy in theaters because I um, was not alive You're at not that Kyle's time. Age, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kyle saw that on his 12th birthday in theaters. Um, <laughs> on his PS1. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> they, they won't get that joke <laughs> Oh, yeah. That we was pre <laughs> that was, that was show
0: antics. No. <laughs> I'm bringing in pre show
2: antics into the show. I forgot. We should just never speak before the show. We really shouldn't. We miss so many yeah. good bits. So getting to experience uh, an original trilogy film, any of the three, would be amazing to do in theaters. So it was really cool that I got to see Return of the Jedi with you guys for my birthday. And it was Max's first time seeing it. It was.
0: It was my first time seeing it. Yeah, that was. So I picked a different one from both of you, and I'm glad I picked a different one. But I think your, your two that you all have mentioned are top three for me also. They were just fantastic experiences. It's one of those things that just enjoying it with other people it, it just elevates everything for me. That's why I'm always like, hey guys, want to come over and watch a movie? Want to go to the movies? <laughs> and even though everyone always says no, it's 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 good. It, I like it. I like watching movies with other people. I don't know. It's just a fun shared experience. But for me, I just I want I wanna, I wanna of, really
2: quick uh, mention my favorite Max invite. Yeah. Um, Max said, Hey guys, do you guys want to do anything and hang out today? And me and Doolin were like, Oh yeah, sure. And we hung out in the morning and then we go home and get a message four hours later. Hey guys, anyone want to come over and hang out today? Yeah.
0: Why'd you leave? <laughs> we we can just hang out, man. I don't know why. I don't know why people think that they don't have to. Like, like they can just.
2: We left and you're like, we're not, we're not done, right? You guys have time that's, later, right? That's
0: exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, yeah, we're probably going to be playing for another few hours. And J- Doolin was like, I have to leave in 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I just got done at the gym. And I was like, what you, what, what? do you mean? Like, <laughs> you, why did you leave me to go to the
2: gym? Yeah, you left me to go work out. I, I, see, where I, later. I see
0: where I stand here but my pick ultimately meme it all you want i'm sure it's pretty obvious for me and for people listening to the podcast but oppenheimer in 70 millimeter imax at the indiana state museum was just Uh. amazing (laughs) it was incredible i do think that the ribbing added to the experience (laughs) because it normally does everyone was giving Uh, me shit everyone was giving me crap there was like a we had a there was like a content creator facebook group for gen con with like alex and devin and jamie and jenna and so many different people and they were all giving me crap i was like "I, i don't care i'm gonna leave gen con i'm gonna go see a movie in 70 millimeter imax but it was unquestionably one of if not the very best movie theater experience i've ever had in my entire life i mean it was mind-boggling and i also ironically enough watched about the first half of oppenheimer today at home which is also great but it's a three-hour movie, so I haven't finished it yet but yeah i just that was such a good experience such a fun time that i will i will never regret leaving gen con for four hours to go see that in a theater that was just nuts
1: i would like to shout out my honorable mention um and that was seen uh across the spider verse by myself while i was on vacation in florida oh nice such a good Uh, movie leave it leaving my family to go see that because i had to see it and like i just remember i was grinning ear to ear that entire movie like Mm -hmm. i was just so happy to see that on the big screen so i do want to shout that out dude so
2: good um my honorable mentions would be like just getting to dig into some classics this year get to see alien for the first time the thing for the first time not on the big screen or anything but like just getting to see these oh or jaws too. these like actually really good movies that are classics
1: yeah that's a great shout I, I got a lot of classics in as well um like jaws being like one as a a good example of that is seeing stuff that i've had on my watch list for a long time that i don't think i would have watched without bgbo so yeah
0: i w- w- i that's actually something i i kind of want to talk about in the new year new us segment but i mean it fits in the retrospection as well is just like i and and amanda mentioned in the discord but i think we've all kind of just expanded our horizons you can meme all you want about watching spongebob and watching uh (laughs) promare and swim fan and ran and things like that but i like that i'm not obviously not everyone does but like for me personally i enjoy the the breadth of movies that i am surrendering myself to these days. Uh whereas maybe in the past I wouldn't have otherwise. I would have just stuck with Edgar Wright for ten years. And I not that I dissing Edgar Wright. I love Edgar Wright, but Great it's out of my comfort zone into different languages and countries of origin and into the anime and into the the, the noir LA confidential, the training mm-hmm. day uh stuff like that, like that I wouldn't just typically otherwise watch. So uh, I'm very, very thankful for that. But moving on to the new year new us. Kyle do you have any game or youtube related table dots related resolutions
1: uh well, quick YouTube one I guess is like i would i'm not gonna be on the channel a lot like uh it's just not it, it's gonna be hard for me seeing how I live three hours away um but I would like to do find a way to do some stuff like online like remove yeah list and stuff and I think that's possible mm-hmm. um I wouldn't mind doing that I don't want to really do solo videos um I just don't think that's my thing i don't Mm -hmm. think i'm very good at them but i think i like riffing off you guys um that's more fun for me um but in terms of like game resolutions uh my number one is cherish the moment um and what that means is like when i'm playing a game i i tend to get into uh anxiety and worrying about like is everybody gonna have fun is this a game somebody's gonna like what if somebody doesn't like it what if i get a rule wrong i need to be able to teach this I want to kind of like stop thinking of games as like something that's anxiety and like a chore for me, and just be like, Hey, my friends are coming over. we're playing a game. It's not that big mm-hmm. a deal I let's just bullshit if I get a roll wrong, it's not that big <laughs> of a deal um that that's what I want and i I have started to do that already, um but something I really want to focus on in twenty twenty three because i I do get that anxiety as like the main teacher of oh man, this has got to go well. I want everybody to have fun. I don't want anybody to feel like they wasted their time. And I think I just need to chill out a bit and just enjoy my friends being over here.
0: I think that's delightful, Kyle. I think that's very good of you.
2: Similar to uh, what Kyle was saying, and I think it's a good time for Kyle to be thinking like, oh, I want to try and do things remotely because I... Am about to move five plus thousand miles away again. Um, and last time I was in Japan, I um was not able to participate and be a part of the channel as much as I would have liked, um, due to time, uh, time zone schedules, whatever. So I would just like to find a way to be at least a little bit more involved uh this time away don't want to disappear for two years completely off the channel and with um like finding new infrastructures to do things remotely i think it's a way that i could still pop in and say hi every now and then you know
0: are you sure
1: (laughs) are you sure
2: i
0: was
1: i was really looking forward to a two-year resolution was like i'm hoping i don't have to speak to josh and kyle on (laughs) video ever (laughs) no as soon as he
2: leaves i'm kicking him out of every chat i'm not speaking to him for two years in fact the
0: opposite i i also had kyle that i want to this is this is not just a game youtube but also a movie podcast resolution all in one but i think that for board game box office purposes for jash being out in japan for you being a columbus like i do want to figure out a more i don't know a better solution of us to be able to record remotely do what we're doing now but also have a, a tidier looking backdrop so we can put this on youtube and we can do our lists this way and that we are allowed to have the banter with people that aren't actually physically present of course recording like in person is always more fun it's always the best but being that this is where we are and this is our, our current state of the channel, I think we need to work to like figure out ways to do that better. Rather than just being like, oh, this is what it is. Guess we're just going to do this. I would like to actively attempt to improve the, uh, the situation. Not that it's a bad situation, but to, to be able to utilize our
2: quote unquote talent better. On top of the YouTube stuff, um, I also just want to continue to play games in Japan. Last time I was there, I brought two totes of board games with me and didn't really have a board game group to play with. So I want to more intentionally find people to play with this time. And I also would like to explore some Japanese board games while I'm there. Mm. See what stuff they like, see what's popular there. Um, but that also requires some language work. So I got to keep working on that. I feel like I haven't used Japanese much since being in America because I don't have use for it. So it's been um, decaying a little bit. So I got to brush up on that as well.
0: Kyle, do you have any more? Just the one.
1: Uh, My other one was just to uh, curate my collection more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm speaking to the king of the call here. Yeah, Uh, you are. So I... I have a lot of board games, not as much as Duelin, but I have a lot. I have probably around 140, 150. Um, and because, like, I want to play my favorites more and not, I want my collection to be games that I truly, truly love. Like, I want them yeah. to be seven and a half or better, maybe even eight or better games. Um, and, like, I've already kind of taken a step. And, like, this is going to surprise my, uh, my Monday group who I know listens to this. But, like, I did call Concordia um that is a game Ooh, yeah. that i i really liked a lot and i still right. really like but the last time i played it i just did not get a ton of joy out of it Yeah. um so that's a game that probably should not be on my shelf uh and if i and guess what if i want to play it again it's going to be obtainable that's just oh, something yeah. that i i need to realize that like a lot of these games are not gone for good if i do get rid of them Right. Um so I just want to curate my collection a little bit better instead of just having a, a swath of games to choose from and be like, okay, what we're always getting something new, um and this game's going to be a 6 out of 10. No, I want to play 8 out of 10 games as much as possible mm-hmm. or or better.
0: One of mine is basically is basically that. Uh, and it just says continue my trend of buying less and playing more of our shelf because I I didn't I have not done the, the math. This is not a factual statement. Don't take me this don't take this as truth, but I want to say I've purchased less than five games this year, like in totality. Oh, wow. Less than five. I really think that that's pretty accurate. I'd I'd really have to take a good look at my shelves to guarantee that. It could even be like three or two. I mean, I don't know. But I haven't bought much at all. And I want to continue that trend. I really just, I don't see a need or a purpose. I, I find myself wanting to play staples that I love and haven't gotten around to in a long time, Dune Imperium being one of them. Uh, and I just I, I don't have as much desire to try the the new stuff. Now I do still enjoy that. I played Apiary, really liked Apiary. I love playing the New Year games, but for me personally, they're not something that I really need to go out and acquire. What about Wormspan? I'm I'm into Wormspan. I will I will be <laughs> buying Wormspan 100. percent i Gotta be early bird on that one. People be me early worm. Uh, people be meming Wormspan, and I'm like, dude, this was like made for me. Like, as someone who I literally complained last episode, or maybe the episode before, about the nature games, which I get that people love, but for me personally, I'm just over them. So, coming out with a wingspan that is dragon themed is fantastic. Also, like, Danielle loves dragons. Like, this is great. I'm, I'm all about Wormspan.
2: Okay. So, um, really quickly, I had not seen the actual Wormspan announcement. I had seen a picture of a something memeing on it. So I didn't realize that we were like, I thought this was the real product. I saw someone make a picture of worm span, but like with an earthworm. Oh, and then you guys started talking about it just now. And I was like, that was real. No, but now W-Y-R-M. I understand. W-Y-R-M. Yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: Dragon theme <laughs> dungeons and dragons and caves. So, I'm really excited about that. Uh, there's also, oh, one thing, uh, too, I'll just riff on, go on one of my own, is I want to actively clear up my Shelf of Shame in its entirety, which should not be that hard. Because I'm buying next to nothing. <clears> but I have had uh, Vast for, I think, three Christmases now. Two Christmases? I can't remember. Doolin bought it for me. Not played it. Last year, Doolin bought me Adrenaline for Christmas. Not played it. I still have Stardew Valley. I still have Argent the Consortium. I still have the Ted Lasso Ooh, which I game. I want to play that one. Yeah, me too. Real bad. There's just like, I probably only have 10 games. But rather than like learning them and knocking them out, I kind of just let them sit and stare at me at the face and taunt me. And I've probably gone like almost a full year, maybe learning one or two of them. And that's a bit ridiculous, Max. Like, come on. So in 2024... I want to knock out my shelf of shame entirely. Now that's not to say more won't be added, but what I currently have at this day and time, I want to be learned and played or fully removed from my shelf before the end of the year, before before the beginning of next year.
2: So, so what you got to do is you got to set deadlines. So next time Kyle comes down, say I'm going to learn Argent by the time Kyle gets here. We're going to play Argent, so that yeah. you have to.
0: I I have learned uh. What was it called? Um, shoot, uh, Imperium the cons? Nope, <laughs> Imperium the consortium. <laughs> <laughs> Imperium the contention. Uh, Imperium which is spells one that I and just steam. Recently bought so looking forward to playing that one as well. Gosh, I want to play that game more too. Freaking love that game. I want to play more it's too many games. I want to play more of so many things. Josh, Kyle, you got any more?
1: <laughs> I got no more
0: for games. All right, I got a couple more, but I'll run through them real quick. I want to collaborate more. That goes for the podcast and the YouTube channel. I want to have more guests on the podcast, which we're trying to actively make an attempt of. We have one guest joining us in January already lined up, and another in February, and at least one more in the months of January or February. I haven't decided yet. So very excited about that. But also want to do more collaborations on YouTube as far as like doing more drafts with Foster the Meepool. We loved that. That was something we just really cherished, and we haven't done any of, I think, this year. So I want to get back into that habit as well. I want to play more games, and I think... I think I'm going to challenge myself to do a one by ten solo challenge because Whoa. I do oh not gosh. solo game. I Dune's no gonna make you a solo gamer. I have no intention of doing a ten by ten or anything crazy like that. But I think I want to do a one by ten with Final Girl or Too Many Bones and just play solo or anything. It really doesn't matter. I really don't care. It can be Dune it can be something else that I just really want to play one solo game and play it 10 times just to really get in deep to
1: it. You should, I oh, mean, sworn. I think too bones is like the one that makes the most sense, but, and this goes against your like buying, but like you should try like, like Lord of the Rings, the card game or something.
0: I've thought about Arkham Horror, the card game.
1: And I've thought about Kinney's. that one. I could borrow yeah.
0: Kenny's and I, I, that's a theme I really appreciate. So we'll see but I do want to actively like commit to and it quite frankly it doesn't even have to be 1 by 10. I want to play solo games at least 10 times this year. I just want to I just want to play that. I just want to play solo games a little. Give it a real college try cuz I've always said that I'm very much not a solo gamer, but if I look back, I've probably played solo three times <laughs> maybe. Like I've played too many bones Dune Imperium and maybe that's it. I just don't do it. So I really want to actively make an attempt this year to see if it ultimately is something that I just don't really care for, or if it's something that I just hadn't given enough, enough try enough of a, a real attempt at liking. So that's a commitment for me this year. Kyle movie and podcast resolutions, anything?
1: Yes. Okay. So I only have one, but they go hand in hand. Movie goes with podcast. Okay. Simpatico. All right, it is purposeful watching, okay. and what that means is when I when I'm watching a movie, I want to be more engaged with the watching because I do tend to multitask, and I'm not saying I'm going to do that. I'm going to get rid of my multitasking completely, but when it comes to stuff for the podcast, when you got four kids, be... you got to
0: multitask, you know.
1: <laughs> Okay, Well, that was a Danielle (laughs) quote, (laughs) but I want to be more engaged with it. I want to start looking at things differently instead of just watching for entertainment Um, because uh, we have listeners uh, and I want to they listen to us for entertainment and I want to just be able to speak more intelligently on these movies. Um, I like talking movies and I think I try to do a good job, but if I get more purposeful and maybe even take some notes here and there, um, I think it would be better for the show um, and I might start taking more out of movies than I already do. So that is my that is my goal.
0: I think that's a great goal. And I have the same thing written down as one of mine, um, which is, I, I titled it Learn, but the same thing. It's exactly what you mean. Uh, for lack of a better term, I want to become a better, more knowledgeable, quote unquote, critic. I don't actually consider myself a critic. I don't mean that. But like, as someone who is on a podcast speaking about movies, I do want to be better at speaking about them, provides more insight, be more articulate in my thoughts, like, I just want to to be able to talk about them in a more educated way, um, and not not pretentious, but like you said, just paying more attention to the movie. Which I've always I, I try and do that. I'm a big proponent of that. Like I'll often leave my phone in the other room, so I have no real thing to grab onto if a moment of the movie gets dull and I'm very much like into that purposeful watching still I don't always do that and nor will I always do that but I would just like to be more mindful
2: in my movie watching as well great job! I think fortunately like the foray into the foreign side of films that we've done sort of like forces that because if oh, you no don't pay attention, then it's just gone. Like um, today, uh, I knew you all had watched *Amelie*, so I was going to watch it too, so that I could talk about it um, with you guys when it was brought up. And I did. I've done the majority of my movie watching recently while I'm uh, feeding my daughter, and it started, and the 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 vocals, uh, the dialogue started, and I was like, I i can't do this right now i just i'm not going to be able to pay attention so i tabled it and i need to remember to do that before the rental runs out not re, not knowing the language like inherently is like forced us to pay more attention which
0: yeah is nice. yeah absolutely
1: oh yeah i mean what even watching Amelie last night like i had noticed i was like on my uh phone for like 10 seconds i'm like oh wait i can't understand what they're saying because they're speaking french like like yeah. I, I can't look <laughs> <Yeah>. down <laughs> like it's not yeah. like other movies where i can still follow the plot
0: <laughs> exactly a bit of a, a bit of a forced attention you have there mm-hmm. uh i've already mentioned this in the collaborate more but more guests i'd like to have more guests on the show which we're trying to trying to accomplish that uh i want to go to the theater more often and i yep. i actually canceled my movie pass and signed up for regal unlimited uh, which is just unlimited movies for like $18 a month. So I'm going to try and go to, I don't know, at least three or four movies a month, try and make, get my money's worth out of that and see more releases. I just, I love going to the theater, but it's not something I do that often. So I want to do that more,
2: uh, for me, movie resolutions. Um, I really just want to keep up. <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> not know, save them till the
0: last day anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a bit of a meme because I took a very long time to watch our last list and I skipped the horror list because I'm a baby. um And when we were in or when I was in Japan last time, I had to quit our Ohana uh, movie club just because I couldn't keep up there either. So I just want to intentionally keep up with our lists here um and still, I mean, similar to the YouTube one, be able to pop in when I can.
0: Yeah. Man, I didn't even think about that. We are covering Board Game Box Office movie list four, like the first week of February, which is gonna be like the week you're back in Japan. So we'll right. also, I mean, there's a
1: real chance I won't be able to be there for that. <laughs> yeah. But it's also our year anniversary. Pretty yeah, close. we started in February, uh, right? February, or uh, March. Yeah. It was February twenty first, was our first episode. Nice. That's crazy. A year.
0: That's wild. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, to take it this isn't the outro, but Take a moment. Thanks everybody for for listening for participating. This goes to you, Kyle, to Josh, not to Doolin. He doesn't show up, um, but to everyone else who's been on the pod, he's going to give me a lot of crap for saying that he does. Take I'm that, Doolin. I'm teasing because I'm here today. Uh, we didn't all even the listeners who the so yeah, <laughs> Good point. Yeah, Kenny is like, yeah, he's the he's a main he's a main man here now. Um, yeah, I just shout out everybody that's made this an actual thing um from the people creating right. it to the people listening. It is uh been really exciting uh i when we started this in February, Kyle, I was doing my little meme video, which I'll release eventually once I finish it. I watched seven movies in January and six in February, and then like thirty one in March <laughs> and then like it's only stayed basically constant. I mean, I watched two hundred and sixty six movies in twenty twenty three. I think, uh, and that's, I watched
1: one hundred and fifty, which is still, which is also quite a bit. I yeah. Mean. So, a uh, a uh, uh, a goal
0: that I want to strive for that's not gonna happen. This is not like a challenge for myself. I'm not. It would be cool to hit three sixty five because that would be nuts. But I really Move do not did. think that's gonna happen. I am not insinuating it will, but that, that would just be yeah, cool. yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I don't. I am not even gonna strive for it. It's just like a hit three hundred. Hey, that would be 300 a week would be great. But uh yeah, I think that this has been uh very very awesome for our friendship, for our content on Burger Box office at least. And uh just being being more uh, into movies. I, I love them. I'm I'm very excited about the future of the channel and right. uh, the podcast and more movies.
2: Yeah, I've definitely watched more movies this year than probably like any other year. And I just think, you know, we were talking about like thinking the people and yeah it's just awesome that like we did this thing and people have responded you know we have community picks there are people who Mm -hmm. have watched specific movies because this exists Mm -hmm. so i i think it's awesome the community that we have and i think regardless of how big or small it becomes it's special yeah
1: i mean I i i i'm to be honest, like I get excited every time I see that there is a, a comment in the board game box office channel of the oh, Discord. Oh, same. Me too. Like, I'm like, oh, sweet. Somebody's responding to something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's Max saying something. <laughs> and then, like, oh, and then I get back, I'm like, Thanks, oh, wait. No, wait. Somebody has said <laughs> uh, something. it's only Max. I was like, just oh, man. Guy. Somebody's responding to stuff we've created and like giving yeah. their input. And I, I just love that. It really excites me even to this day every time we see it get a comment in there.
0: Yeah, me too. I feel I feel the exact same way. Um which is part of why I think that, you know, Kyle and I, we both mentioned that Josh isn't committed, that we want to become better uh cr- critics, better podcasters, better presenters, however you want to put us in the content bubble. Um but like we also just want to improve the show. So this is another again, I feel it's not an outro. It feels like we're saying outro things, but like if you're in the Discord, like leave us some feedback. Let us know what you have enjoyed the most. What you'd like to see more of in 2024? Ted, for example, uh, told me that he wanted to see less weird movies. So that's probably not going to happen. But I do take the note and <laughs> uh, <thank> I <laughs> I, f- I filed it away in the Michael Scott feedback uh, feedback box. But it is one of those things. I, w- I would love to know. More of what you all want. Uh, not that we're gonna cater to every whim, because that's impossible. Someone will say one thing, someone will say the the antithesis of that thing. But that I do just want to know what people enjoy, what people want to hear, what people want to see, stuff like that. So we've talked about trying to make video podcasts and put them on YouTube. I've thought about doing a lot of different things, and I uh, just want to just want to see what people want to want to want us to do, basically, and and how we can improve, how we can get ourselves out there more, and just make better content for you. So. Uh, That's actually my last bullet point was quote unquote content, because I think content is such a weird word, but uh, everything is content. Everything is content. But I mean, I am passionate about this. So it feels less like content and more just like something I get to share and enjoy with other people. Uh, And that's kind of where I stand on it. So like, I'm cool doing that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I would just like to, to keep this going. It's almost been a year. And it's been really, really fantastic and fun. So I'm excited to see where
1: where 2024 leads us. Anything else, fellas? I'm good, man. I think we got we got our new us is out there. Yeah, there's new us no is turning out there. back now. Yeah, we will be held true. accountable.
0: Yeah, we can't we can't edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's editing? <laughs> Probably me. I don't know. Maybe Kenny. He's back now. I'll just be like, Kenny, you, you weren't on this episode, but you got this, right, bud. No, shout out Kenny though. He has done a <laughs> yeah, lot. He has done a lot for editing the podcast. I still like put the finishing touches on it, but what used to take me several hours has now taken me a half hour or something like that, and uh, it's it's been great. It's been real good. So
1: for real though, Kenny, I I don't know how or why, but he like really stepped up into that editing role. It was something that like when we first started it, I was like I w- I was gonna take the reins on, and I even like did edit a- an episode or two, and then Kenny was just like, yeah, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Hey, man. so god yeah. bless you kenny yeah shout out kenny everybody everybody gives the kenny best of a us thanks. and this isn't table knots but everybody shout out Doolin too Doolin, yeah Doolin deserves right yeah, everyone shout His at back Doolin. is hurting his back is hurting from carrying the table knots youtube channel for the past couple of months so uh hopefully 2024 uh remedies that a bit we get a little more on track and a little more uh consistent there but uh dolan has been dolan has been a huge part in keeping that Uh, up and running so uh, thank you Doolin we appreciate you and thank you listeners and people who comment in our discord channel and listen to the show it really just means the world to us as you can tell we're being honest here this isn't this isn't feigned compliments and we're hoping you send more I mean maybe we are maybe maybe in the back of our heads we are saying this because we want you to send more but it's not the only reason we're doing it we are thankful I mean it
1: yeah, I mean, them sending uh, messages in the Discord doesn't do anything for our numbers. So, like, it is that is true. We're not, like, yeah, fishing, that's for true. <laughs> fishing for yeah. anything there.
0: Speaking of, though, if you do like the podcast, you should leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It really would mean a lot to us. And we'll see you with our first non-new-to-us episode of 2024 next week.
2: See you then.
1: Let's get out of here.
2: All right, Amanda, this message is for you. Abuse the power you've been given. Choose Paul Blart Mall Cop as your movie. That is all.